Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking through the target sheet, looking at how this essential tool helps you drive your e-commerce revenue in your business. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hello, Mark. Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? How was your holiday in Cyprus? It was... It was great. It was great. I'm trying to think of something more interesting to say. It was. It was an all-inclusive. It's where Peter Andre is from. You know, when his mysterious. He's girl. from that resort. Yeah, he's he was born in the hotel, the all-inclusive. No, he's not. He's just from was Cyprus. He? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. How did you find that out? Was that was that something they kind of well, you, you they know, were you, proud of in Cyprus? What you do is you Google. You know, the, you know the ancient historical sites of Cyprus. You know, and re, you know, you're reading about yeah. you know it's the birthplace of uh, Aphrodite. You know, this is where Aphrodite, yeah. the god of love, is from. And then you very quickly descend into Peter Andre, and where his villa yeah. is in Cyprus. It's say you know very oh, similar. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the deep historical uh, history, and then Peter. Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, you asked me the question. I could have just yeah. said it was fine. It was a nice break. And I, we, did you get fat? I did. I put like on half a stone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just for being able to eat yeah. all, all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. I lost half a stone before I went, though, because I knew it would be danger zone. You knew that you were going to just stuff your face. Yeah, I did. And then I stuffed my face. So I'm now back to what I was. Oh, lost gosh. half a stone, put on half a stone. You know, I don't think I've ever been to one. I mean, we did go on a cruise when we were kids, didn't we? We went on to Caribbean and there was like, it was an American one. They had all that all day bar where you could just get a burger all day, oh. just as much as you want. Oh, yeah. You'd have to go in. Oh, yeah. I, you couldn't. Yeah. No, I just, I, I, after a while, you have to just say, no, I can't cope. Yeah. Can't cope with that amount of food. Anyway, yeah, digress. We want to talk, oh, we're going to talk qu- quickly about the, um, the target sheet. So the, we're going to make the target sheet available in the show notes. So there's a, a download link uh, in the show notes. You can pop your email in. We'll send it over the, the target sheet. And we just wanted to talk about why we came up with the target sheet, what it does, and the, the tool. And the, the most important thing for me was, I mean, you know, back in the day when we were um, – we were the partner of that very large e-commerce store and you would ask me around October for the uh, the forecast for the next year. And what was very difficult was knowing, because um, you know, every business is seasonal. Every business is, tends to have like a mid-season sale or a, a end-of-season sale or a, a Christmas sale. And sometimes Christmas is big for some businesses. Sometimes it's really small, depending on where you are. Business to business tends to be small. So the question was, how did I know I was on track during 
you know, February or April or, or wherever I needed to be in order to hit my overall number for the year. Because, you know, we, we, everybody's saying, well, we need this year, we need to be doing an extra 30 percent and we don't want to spend much more marketing money. We just want to be doing this, but we want to be you know, hitting it. So how do you know whether in February or March that you're on target for um, where you want to be? Um, and that's what the target sheet kind of came from. I kind of simplified everything down to a seasonally adjusted target that gave me the traffic I needed each month, the add to basket rate I needed each month, the basket to order rate I needed each month, and the average order value each month. And then I looked at that seasonally, seasonally adjusted to say, well, you know, what do people tend to buy at this time of year? How does that affect the, the average order value? How does that affect the conversion rate, depending on how motivated they are? And what kind of traffic do I need to hit that the overall figure? And it takes a lot of complicated things um, and lots of variables and just gives you those numbers to know whether you're on track. And it, yeah, and that's where it came. We from. did it. Well, it came. It came from a you know a simple forecasting tool. You know, but it, but it but it became the target sheet became much more than just a simple forecasting tool because it it became the focal point to force the difficult conversations to have in the business. So it became something where you, you know, you, you can say, take a business that's you know doing 2 million and you say, right, I want to get to five, I want to get to 5 million in two years time. And it, and it forced you to actually break down the mathematics of, well, if we're doing 4 million, 2 million pounds now a year online, you know, what does a 5 million pound version of our business look like? You know, what, what are the maths? What are the KPIs? And, and, it, and you then, if you realize that you know, it's not going to come by accident, that five million isn't going to come you know, randomly, it's going to come from, from breaking down the individual KPIs that, 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 that hit you five million. So it would say things like, okay, in order to get to five million, you know, we're doing two million now, we've got to get our, our conversion rate from 2.1% to 3.4%, our average order value from... 80 pounds to 120 pounds um or we've got to get traffic from you know 150,000 a month to 280,000 it can it forced you to have the conversation say well how are we going to do that so it's that broad brush approach because mm. e-commerce is full of shiny distractions and you know yeah. without a logical plan and the only way you can have a logical plan is if you base it around that target sheet because the target sheet will say yeah. we've got to get our conversion rate from 2% to 3% and that is broken down into 6.5% you know, out to basket and 32% basket to order and we've got to get it from 6% mm. out to basket to 8% out to basket and the basket to order is going to go from 30 to 34. Like unless you have those simple numbers in front of you and that's what the target sheet is very straightforward very simple and it's like no yeah. conversation around e-commerce is not covered in that simple little dashboard and obviously you can't see it because we're talking about it on a podcast but i know we'll we'll let we'll let people see it yeah a lot of people will have they it will. a lot of people listen to it will, will have but it it's like, so they'll, it's they'll, like they'll understand mark it. and i it's the first thing that we do whenever we speak to an e-commerce business 
And it's the last thing we do whenever we speak to an e-commerce business. So it's the first thing we'll do when we first meet them. We'll say, okay, you, you know, you want to get to 10 million. First thing we do is do a target sheet. Mm. And and then yeah. and then on a on a on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, we're looking at the target sheet all the time. In fact, not on a daily. Yeah. That's wrong. But on a weekly well, a derivative, basis, d- yeah, weekly, we'll keep, monthly. we're kind of looking at why we're hitting, yeah. where we're hitting, and what we're trying to get to. So, and one thing I wanted to mention was the there was the was a COVID factor, and because a lot of the time when people are putting the figures into the target sheet, it's giving quite wild fluctuations for this year and next year and and, and and looking back at that because obviously e-commerce did really well during lockdown and that you're then kind of looking at the target sheet. And it's important to have the target sheet because it makes you be realistic about it. You kind of go, well, this is how much we did during COVID. This is how much we do in lockdowns. And then suddenly in my target sheet, it says that in, in August, I'm going to be doing twice as much revenue as I did in Jan- January and you look at uh, July and you look at that and you go, well, that's not going to happen. Because unless the UK or America or whatever goes into lockdown, that's not going to happen. So it forces you to have that conversation to say, well, what would be a realistic um, date data for that month? And then you go and look at the previous years and you look at the seasonality. And it makes you realize that where you're actually going to be in terms of your position. Because I think a lot of people have kind of come out of the, the lockdowns with really high numbers and then freaked out a bit when then they've come to an August, which is normally maybe a quiet month because people are on holiday and they've gone, oh, well, it's really quiet this month. And last year we did this much. And what's going on? I I think think, because because most of people in e-commerce will be, they will have been growing their online revenues, you know, over the last five, 10 years. And this year will probably be one of the first years where they're looking at thinking, well, we're not going to grow this year mm. um but also the seasonality is coming back the seasonality which was not yeah, actually there the lockdown is coming lockdown back lockdown was like black friday yeah. every day and the reason why it was like black friday every day because there was there was scarcity because people the shops were shut yeah so you had that scarcity but i also think that we might even have slightly more enhanced seasonality at the moment compared to normal because well a lot of people who or on holiday, and they're kind of going on holiday. They're more interested in going on holiday than they've ever been because they've kind of like going, this is my chance to have a break. Everybody's desperate for a break. Yeah. And I was saying to you at the, this morning, it was like everybody I'm talking to is either just about to go on holiday uh, and therefore doesn't want to talk about anything else uh, or is on holiday. And so we're getting a slightly different feeling in, in – um, in the market, it's not really the case in in, in Australia and, and New Zealand, but certainly in, in America and and the UK. And I think that that is affecting numbers. Um, yeah, either I way, think, now, either, you're, either either you're involved in a holiday industry and you're doing really well, like you're doing travel, like luggage and things like that, are selling really well, and and clothing for that people would take on trips for cruises and stuff. That's doing really well. Um, but well, if you're selling, I think like you're. What you what you we, we need to get back to talking about the target sheet, Rock. True, true. Because you're just talking about state yeah. of market, which is probably fine. But if you listen to this in six months' time, it's going to be irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> but going back to the target sheet, um, yes, it's great for looking at seasonality, and it's great for seeing. Well, actually, are we going to hit the target? 
But it's also very, very useful to give you that top-level look at the maths. You know, the simple, you know, mm. where are you strong and where are you weak? Because on the target sheet, you'll notice that there are certain things that you can uh, input and certain things you can't. So, for example, you can't input the conversion rate directly. You have to put in the add to mm. basket and the basket to order rate. And in some cases, we break down the basket to order rate into basket to checkout and checkout to order. So, so that makes up the yeah. conversion rate. So, you know, so straight away, you know, you're, it forces you to say, well, where does the conversion rate come from? And obviously, the, you know, trying to get your conversion rate up is like saying, be more successful, sell more stuff. It's completely useless. You know, obviously, we want to get yeah. the conversion rate up. But, if you, but unless you break it down into those components, how many add to basket, how many go from basket to order, you have no idea you know, yeah. where you're strong and where you're weak. So you end up then just having this scattergun approach all over the site, randomly trying different yeah. things all the time. You know, th- you know, being busy, trying to move the needle, but often possibly looking looking at the wrong things. And so, so the target sheet gives you a really firm method to formulate your roadmap. You know, and and whenever yeah. you're doing any work on your e-commerce business, whether or not that's tech, that's dev, or it's you know setting up your Clavio, or it's trying to think about how to get your average order value up or your traffic exercises. You've got to be formulating a roadmap based on the target sheet, which is giving you the metrics you've got to hit. Because it's going to say, in order to get to 5 million and you're on 2 million now, you've got to get your add to basket from 8 to 11. And your basket Mm. to order rate has got to go from 37 to 38, Okay. Because in some cases you've got to you've got to you've got to work really hard to stand still because you're going to be throwing traffic at the site because the target sheet's going to say right your average traffic that you need in order to get to five million is three hundred and fifty thousand right now you're on two hundred thousand mm. so you're going to be putting the, you're mm. going to put the site under much, much more pressure so it's forcing you to look mm. at it and go well, how, well in the roadmap you go look you look at your roadmap and you go well. These things that we've put in the next three to six months on the roadmap, do they, do they, do they help us hit the KPIs that are staring at us, the gaps that we've got on the target sheet? Yes or no? You know, are they just vanity yeah. things? And it forces you, like, let's say you don't hit your numbers in a month. It forces you to look at it and say, so, well, this is what we wanted to hit. This is what we wanted to hit on the, the targets. And and you can kind of go, well, we're hitting the add to basket. We're hitting the basket to order, but the traffic is way down compared to we need to be. So why is that? And then you go and look at the margin sheet and you go, well, it's because we're not hitting our ROAS. We're not hitting our ROAS. We can't scale the traffic. And you say, well, how do you how do you increase the ROAS? Therefore, we have to do something about that. It forces you to just put yourself into the position where you understand what your key your obstacle is at the moment. And I think that unless you force yourself to look at these, like I was having a conversation with someone earlier this week, and, you know, they're looking at getting lots of different consultants in and looking for different solutions to um, to the problems and looking at growth models and things like that. And it's like, well, we, fundamentally, it's going to come down to the same thing. You know, what magic do you think they're going to come up with that is different than fundamentally, do you have a good ad at the moment that you can scale on your main marketing channels. And it's it's like it comes down to as fundamental as that. And I think sometimes you can kind of overcomplicate the mm. the situation. 
Well, it's, and it, think it's that always the same. There's a magic wand. Yeah. You think someone's got a yeah. magic wand, basically? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. You, and every, obviously we all want magic wands. And um, yeah, you know, but but the truth of it is, you know, you, you you scale you scale an e-commerce business to ten million plus by having a, a very logical, rational understanding of the basic maths you need to hit. So you start off with the maths. Yeah. You go, okay, well, what does a you know what does a ten million pound version of our business look like? What what are the KPIs we need? You know, and that forces you to look at it, and then based on that, you know, formulates the roadmap. And and, and you, you're really looking at, and you're saying, well, you know, how realistic? How much can we stretch add to basket to? You know, we're on seven percent now. You know, can we get it to ten percent? Well, yeah, we probably just about could. You know, so you know, but you know, you're not going to get your add to basket to twenty. So you know, you're realistically, yeah. you know, you're stretching the KPIs in the right way, and then what you're left with. You then say, well, that's still not going to be enough because, you know, even if we got our add to basket from 7 to 10%, our basket to order rate from 30 to 35, and our average order value from 80 to 90, that's still not going to be enough to get to 10. And the gap then is your traffic. And that traffic is mm. going to come from either getting in new customers to buy, getting existing customers to buy more, and of course, that's your lifetime customer value strategy. But ultimately, it's going to be down to how can we recruit new customers and the question is mm. is, is the traffic's there you know because i always say well the target sheet will show well you, you know if you want to get to 10 million you could probably do that quite easily but the problem is it will probably cost you loads of money because yeah the question comes down to then okay if we know that we've got a realistic stretch of add to basket and baskets check out and average order value and life to customer value and the gap between you know that's going to let's say that's going to get you to six million it's still not going to be enough to get to 10 the gap then is the traffic we need we need to bring in new traffic and then the fundamental question then is what and this is what you were saying before is how can i afford to get that traffic and how can i buy that traffic profitably and how aggressive Mm. do i want to be because and then it comes down to roas obviously you know what's the return on ad spend that we need to operate on and that really yeah. forces you. And I think, in the main, my philosophy is always is you do as little as you need to in your e-commerce business to hit the ROAS that you want. So if you yeah. want to really aggressively scale it, you know you're going to have to really drop that ROAS down low, because the lower the ROAS, the easier it is. You know, so it, yeah, but you've got to have a business you, to be profitable you, to allow you to do exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. absolutely, and, th- and therefore yeah. you, know, you might say, well, in order, in order to get to and operate to a, a lower ROAS of like three, and we're on five, you know, we're going to have to either change margin, change lifetime customer value, or change average order values. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have to and then every last and that came down to of, something you said the last night on the, on the level two call. Like sometimes you look at your metrics, you go through everything, and you just go, "I'm not going to get this business to you know fifty million dollars if I if I stay in the same way. That, the, the lifetime value is not there, the first time purchase is there, that the traffic is maxed out. So then you start looking at the product because the product will dictate to you which lane you are in. And that lane might only get you so far. So you might have to, at that point, realize that those metrics of where everything is, is 
you know, that you might have a product like the shed product where you buy the shed once, but you've not got the storage boxes to sell over and over again to the, to the, to the people. And so therefore you, you have to see the fundamentals of the business. The target sheet allows you to kind of start that to see where it's going to go. And you say, well, if I want to get to this, then I've got to get to that traffic level. I'm never going to get to that traffic level if I've got this product set. So I need to kind yeah. of have and I this think, much. You know, I, like, yeah, yeah, I think what, what you're saying is that, and and this is, I think I think there's sometimes a, a, a belief that through conversion, you know, optimization or crow alone, you can magically get the business to ten million, and yeah. that's that's pretty much bullshit, because you know you cannot convince somebody to buy something if they don't want if you don't have the desirability there. But but I, I think I think generally. You, 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 business architecture as well has got to come come into hand because, like you say, if you're selling a shed and you're only selling sheds, you know, once people have bought a shed for their garden, they're not going to buy another shed. So you need to think mm-hmm. about well, what else can you sell them? You said this before. So it, we've used this example loads of times, but you know, it was the storage mm-hmm. boxes, wasn't it? That, that, that you know, there was. Um, if we sold storage boxes as the second purchase, you know, what yeah. difference would that? allow us how much more aggressively could we you know we could then go down from a, a four times row us to a three times row us because we know we've got the we've yeah. got the upsell of the shed of the, of the of the storage box and that's that's not um a conversion pro conversation you know that that's a business decision isn't it and the target sheet forces you to make those because yeah. it basically this target sheet will show you all right you're going to get stuck at five million because you know, you're doing three million mm. now. You want to get to ten, but unless you fundamentally change this metric here, you're going to get stuck. There's a glass ceiling. You're not going to be able to scale yeah. past five because you will not be able to think- buy that traffic profitably, and you can't get any more out of that website. It is optimized as you possibly much as you can. There's got to be something yeah. bigger than just conversion. Yeah, and that's going to have to yeah. come from either margin it's, it's, average or it's, it comes down. It comes down. And I'll, 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 leave you, I'll leave you with this, basically. Like a friend of mine, I was speaking to my friend of mine <clears throat> yesterday, and um, you know, he was sharing. He's doing really well. He's doing really well. He's spending roughly $2 million a month on Facebook and Google Ads in, uh, in, the, in the U.S. And he told me how much he, he made in, in terms of revenue. Um, last month, and it's pretty. His business is pretty much 100% profit, just based. Just, it's just an arbitrage play. Um, and so I was like, I was like, oh my god, that you know, that's a lot of money. And effectively, you know, I was thinking, you know, where I was and where we were with all our businesses and different stuff. But what it comes down to is, it's the game in in business that you choose to play. The game he's playing is an easier game than the, the game that I'm playing. And I think that in e-commerce, sometimes, and we, you know, when we launch our stores, we now try and play the game in the areas where it's easier and more lucrative. You know, so we're looking for businesses that have those things built in. So you've got to be careful that you don't choose a game that is ridiculously difficult to play because you will end up being brilliant at executing a very difficult game. But if someone else is playing a game that is so much easier 
and so much more lucrative, they could be useless at it and still make more money. So it, it's you, but the thing is about on e-commerce is you get to control the game you play by choosing the product sets, dictating the margins you can get and the one the products you will put in front of the market and the, the, the characteristics of the business. So when you're setting out, don't necessarily just sell things because they will sell. Sell things because that's the game that you want to build and the game you want to play. Yeah, I do, and, and I'll give you, I'll give a, you a, quick, a quick example of that. You know, if you if you got, I mean, what we mean by that is that you know, in the target sheet, we would look for an e-commerce business that has either a higher average order value or a, a naturally high repeat business. So naturally high lifetime, lifetime customer value. So if you've got an average order value that's less than fifty pounds, and the lifetime customer value is only ever one, only just one hit, one one hit wonder, then then you, it's going to be slightly harder for you to scale it because you're if the if your own if they're only ever buying one thing, you know by the time you've paid for the traffic, unless you've got an amazing you know, cost-effective recruitment method that's very cheap. You're going to have to pay Google every time or Facebook every time you want to sale, you know, because they're not going to come back and buy. So Mark and I would look for a business that had a reasonably good average order device, so something like £80 plus, and a natural lifetime customer value probably twice a year, you know, and a margin mm. of probably 65%. You know, that, and that, that, would be the, that would be the areas that we would look to. To, you know, as an example, mm. it makes it easier. You know, yeah, it makes it easier because you could, you can, you can, you can increase. If you've got a, a business with a with a good lifetime customer value, you can obviously you can usually increase it. Yeah. But if you've got one that's naturally low, it's very difficult to increase yeah. because of the nature of well, the product. Let me just tell you, I'll tell yeah. you one other little story as well. So, this week, I spent a lot of time with a company that's selling home improvement stuff. I won't say exactly what it is. Um, but it's they're selling they're selling um, it's like they, they, they're making like samples. Let's let's say it's tiles, you know, and, and and tiles and flooring for the home. And you know the site is okay. You know they're doing about three million. They want to get to ten. They've just been bought, and they've got the investment company that really wants to scale them to ten ten million. And the metrics are okay. You know, the, the conversion rate is about four and a half percent. Add to baskets, I think it's about nine. Basket towards about 30, 30, 30 something. And so, on the face of it, you think, well, the trap, you know, the, the metrics are okay. The problem they have is the traffic. Now, the, the 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 limitation of that business is their return on ad spend. So the target sheet's showing that we need to quadruple the traffic, pretty much, in the next three years. And the problem is that they can't. They don't want to spend any more money. Because they believe that their ROAS has to maintain an eight point five times, so they just will not go below eight point five times. But if you actually look at the return on ad spend they're getting, because they've got the sample issue, the return on ad spend basically is a lot higher than they're actually seeing. So it, sometimes it is actually a lot easier easier than you think, because. Often the paid act in this particular case, the paid activity is actually generating a lot more revenue than it looks like. 
because you have a long, long buying mm. window and you've got this whole sample process in the middle of it. And mm. so and it confuses it does confuse things, but in, in a simple way, you know, if you find a business like that where we say, well, actually, you're getting a 12 times return on your ad spend because of this, this nuance in it. You know, the simple thing to do, we're going to say, right, we'll double your ad budget. You know, we're going to sell it to them, mm. you know, immediately because we can, we, the, 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 the business is there. It's got the legs to do it and can stand. And that's what we'll do. You know, immediately, mm. we're going to go and double it all and see what, what the true ROAS is. And the target sheet will tell us yeah. that's, that's all we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Download the margin cal- Sorry, the target calculator. <laughs> no. <laughs> the target sheet. Is it? Download the target sheet. And next week, we talk about margin notes. calc. Because what we'll talk about next week is that once you've done the target sheet and you've got your three-year picture... Then the next question ultimately is yeah. well because there's going to be the gap the gap the gap is the traffic and yeah. that comes down to how do I get that traffic how much can I spend and how much is it going to cost me basically and that's what the yeah. margin calculator does awesome thank you very much guys speak to you all soon okay.